You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We'll get into some of this Jerry stuff now. How about we jump into that? It's a nice little segue. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about this. Jerry had a lot to say. He Listen, let's be fair to Jerry whether you believe everything that he's saying or you don't he's at least a guy out there that doesn't sway away from talking he doesn't sway away from answering questions whether he gives you the answers you want or not he he's he's very available yeah i mean listening to these press conferences the beginning of the year he gets you really jacked up feeling good about where the manners are in the team but then in the back of it you're also knowing that he's a gm and he's and a president of operations. Yeah, actually that's not giving you the full story, so there's also that to it as well. So, I mean, it's very informative, but also you have to kind of read in between the lines on certain things. Okay, and so what happened last week was, like I was talking to and alluding to at the top of the episode, was the Mariners, what, media scrum, media luncheon. Uh, you know, you had Scott Service, you had Jerry, you had Justin Hollander, you had Teoscar Hernandez, you had Colton Wong, you had Cal Raleigh. Everybody out here just doing the big press. This is the big first meet and greet for 2023, correct? Yeah, exactly. They also went over some things for the All-Stars, uh, All-Star game that's coming to Seattle, some, some news and notes on that. They went over the Mariners are partnering with uh, – a baseball training facility that we are friends with, Kevin Miller. He's involved with it with EL1 Baseball. Yeah, congrats, Kevin. So, yeah, I mean, they went over a lot of different things besides just the team. Right. But getting back to the team, uh, you know, a lot of things were brought up, and one of them was the health. There's been a lot of questions about the health because – Hey, last year that was good to us as far as pitching. We we did have some uh, a little bit of health going on throughout the year. A lot of the time we didn't know about it. We didn't know about Winker's injuries, you know. And we had some other players that had some dinged up things. Uh, I'm just going to yell out some names here, and you tell me what Jerry was telling everybody about their health. And let's start off with somebody we were talking about, Cal Raleigh. What's going on with Cal? Cal Raleigh is ready to go. He had that uh, thumb surgery that was uh, taken care of during the offseason. Um, he just got back from down in Arizona and where he just got a chance to catch his first bullpens. They expect him to be ready to go come spring training here in the next week or so. And I kind of heard that he's swinging the bat. Is that is that correct? I would, I would assume so. Um, I just heard that he caught a bullpen. Yeah, who did he catch this bullpen from is what we need to know, did they say? A Mariner starting pitcher. Which one? Name anyone. Marco? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, how about Sam Haggerty, Grandma Norma's, one of Grandma Norma's boys, Sam Haggerty. Uh, had that, what, he had a hamstring injury or no, it was a, a groin injury, right? To, 
Yeah, remember, it took him out of the playoffs last year. Uh, big deal for the Mariners, uh, not having his legs in extra innings or defensive presence, as well as being the switch hitter that he is. But, yeah, all repaired and should be ready to go. So that's good news with Sam Haggerty. Yeah, that is. I mean, he's also one of these guys, like if Jared Kelnick doesn't work out the way or the pace that we want, he's somebody, you know, that you can plug in there. Yeah, just another weapon. Um in an ideal world, in my opinion, to come off the bench. Here's another name, big name, uh, Andres Munoz. Yeah, he, I guess, had some sort of foot injury, was in a walking boot here until just recently, just got out of it and started throwing a bullpen. Sounds good. Uh, well, you know, he's a relief pitcher, so they traditionally don't need too much time to get ready versus, like, a starter as far as conditioning. Um you know, it, it was crazy to hear that he was pitching at, what part of last year, especially at the end, was a broken bone in his foot. Is that correct? I, I don't know if it was a broken bone, but I do know it was a, something to do with his Some sort foot. Of, okay. Uh, what about uh, Paul Seawald? I heard there was a little bit, of, little bit of work that Paul Seawald had to get done. And I can't really remember exactly what it was, if it was his elbow or if it was his lower body, but... Same thing as Munoz. Um, all, all is well, and he will be ready for spring training. That sounds good. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, we know he had the, the back thing and had a sore wrist, but then what, he, he banged up his finger in that last game, similar to the way Suarez did? Yeah, had that, as you know, uh, like you said, they had that back injury problem. You would notice him in the bench later on in the year with that heat pad or whatever he was wearing. And then, like you said, he had that finger issue uh, in the playoffs that he played through. So, according to Jerry, Julio is all fixed up and ready to go. Uh, and then Demo, who we'll get into a little bit later more extensively about him, he's uh, coming off an injury as well. Yeah, I think it was an oblique or something, but they're a little bit more concerned with him. He's not quite ready. Um, they think he's maybe three weeks behind everybody, so I'm not sure if that means he's three weeks behind everybody in spring training or the regular season, but it's but um, it's something that out of all the Mariner players that they asked about with injuries, he's the one that's farthest behind as far as his rehab. Yeah, well, well let's hope he gets back. He just signed a bit of extension, which we'll get into. Uh, another guy that we haven't heard his name quite a bit. He was part of the plans, if you go back a couple years ago. Evan White uh, seems to be healthy coming into spring training. Yeah, I know we'll talk about him. That's a big name. Uh, had some major injuries. Hasn't been with a big club in two years. Had, I believe, a, a sports hernia last year and something else that affected him that cut his season short. But he should be ready to be a full, full go at spring training and be able to uh, fight for a spot on the roster. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that because that's that's something we want to talk about. And then how about Eugenio Suarez? We know he like broke the tip of his finger and was maybe not going to be in the field last year going down the stretch, and in the postseason he was. Uh, he seemed to be back in the lineup doing fine. What's, what's up with him? Yeah, I mean, just watching him go through that, it seemed like it was a non-issue and a non-thing for him. Uh, after he re recame, or after he came back in the lineup after that injury, I would not even notice that he had an injury. So it was a non-factor, I guess. Uh, 
that it's not going to be a problem or anything nagging. It got taken care of or it healed. And last time I heard, he was down in the Venezuelan, Venezuelan league um, performing in their home run derby. So he should be a go. I'm just going to say he's a go. So what else was Jerry saying here in the uh, the presser that jumped out at you, Hanno, that was your some more of your big takeaways? Was it the budget? Was it the gap between Houston? Uh, what was he saying? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, first, like you mentioned just now, I'll just start off with that. He talked about the gap with Houston. Uh, he mentioned how it was a 16-game gap, obviously. He did mention how out of the 19 games they played last year, 15 were in the first half. Right. And he talked about how that was how they were such a different club in the first half compared they compared to what they were at the end of the season and after the break. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he talked about how Kirby and Julio and Cal became uh, a big part of their club, and then getting Luis Castillo at the deadline. I mean, Jerry believes and admits, or he believes that. Houston would admit that Seattle is a much better club and closer club to them than what the 16 games showed at the end of the year. I think so, and I think you saw it in that, yes, in that three-game series. But, yes, did, did they get swept yet? But I think everybody, not just Mariner fans, look at that sweep and go, man, it could have went either way. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And then he also mentioned, you know, by this year adding a Kelton Wong – Teoscar Hernandez, and then our pitching staff. We just have such a higher floor and ceiling as a club going into this year and what, where Houston either added a player, you know, in the big first baseman from the White Sox that's now in their club, or they lose somebody. He just feels like they're a closer. They're, it's going to be a closer race between the two teams this year. I mean, he went – I heard an interview with him, and uh, it was a couple questions that the interviewer asked him on sports radio. And the questions were like, Jerry, he asked him last year, so he said, where do you think the, uh, do you think the Mariners are a playoff team? And Jerry answered, yeah, I think so. I and, agree. Then he, and he asked about him this year, coming into this 2023 season, Jerry said, no doubt in his mind that they're a playoff team. Yeah, I agree with that. And he asked about him if, if they can challenge and win the AL West. Jerry said, I think so. And then <laughs> followed up by asking, are they a World Series team? And Jerry said, yes, so... It was very interesting to hear the difference between year to year and where Jerry thinks they are to win the West. And I think for Jerry, it just sounds like he just wants to get in the playoffs and anything can happen. Yeah, I think it, we saw it this year. Once you get there, you're there, you know, especially with the expanded playoffs. You're getting the three-game series, you know, versus the one and done. You know, winning the West would obviously put them in a better situation, especially with the buy and the pitching staff that you have, and you can set your one, two, three up. But also, you can't just go, hey, I think we can win this division that easily when you have the Astros in it. But I also feel like, you know, if they end up not winning the West and it's closer, let's just say they miss the game by uh, the playoffs. Let's say they miss the, excuse me, the winning the AL West pennant by four or five games, that's an improvement. And you're still in the same situation, still available to make it to the you know, World Series. What do you, what do you think, Ninja? I think we're going to face some real tough pitching in the West this year. It's going to be real fun to watch. But we're also not going to have to face Verlander five times. You know? No, but we're going to have to face DeGrom five times. No. 
we only play Texas, you know, only so many. The, the schedule's a okay. little different this year. Fair so enough. we're not going to, you know, we're not going to face these top-end pitcher, or, you know, actually Verlander last year. Yeah, well. It seemed like we faced him, like, every time. But I guess we're still going to have to face DeGrom, and we're going to have to face Otani, you know. But at least Verlander's gone. But Houston's pitching was their strength, but I, I'm not completely sold on it. Their batting lineup is is great. Are we going to contend for the West? It's going to go through Houston. We're still going to have to, like, win more games in Houston, man. They're, they're you know, top-to-bottom lineup is – you know, especially with them being in the in the in the playoffs in the World Series as many years as they have these last six years, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jerry also went out and was talking about the budget. Uh, he was saying, right, Hanno, uh, why we didn't get some of these free agents and the budget together. The budget is, I guess, put together in November, which was interesting for him to say. Pretty transparent. They get a number of what they can spend, um, but. If push comes to shove, if there's just something out there, you know, they're willing to whip out the credit card and put it on credit, you know, luxury taxes or whatever. I guess they just didn't find the right person. Uh, a little bit more on that, Hanno? Yeah, I heard that same question maybe worded a little differently. It was asked, uh, why didn't you make the big free agent splash, which was interesting to me. And he flat out said it, it didn't feel right. The, the right fit didn't exist. So, I mean... To me, player-wise, there was fits out there. If it, the only way it didn't fit was probably financially. Absolutely, I think the word "fit" means cost. I think that's what he's saying. Like, the price for that just didn't fit into the budget. So, that's where I think you know Jerry intentionally uses those words in the right ways to you know not contradict himself. But when you read through the lines, it definitely has to be the cost because I look at all these players and I go Trey Turner would fit on any lineup uh, Aaron Judge you don't think he would fit in left field a, a place that has always haunted the Mariners for stability so fit definitely has to be cost let me ask you if you agree with this he was asked uh, why this team is better this year and he, he mentioned a few things the first was he feels the team's more talented. He feels that there's fewer holes in this team and the lineup's a lot deeper. Uh, he also believes the rotation um, is the best since he has been in baseball as far as a baseball guy, baseball ops guy. And also he, he, he credits the defense. I mean, he says it can be subjective. You know, he's pretty high on them, but he thinks it's one of the better defenses in baseball and as well as he touts our bullpen. Do you agree with those things? Yeah. I do. I, I didn't. I was. I wasn't upset with much of what he said. It kind of felt like nothing was a big surprise to me of what he said. The only thing I really felt a little bit surprised was was finding out which players were dinged up. But also, these are kind of like the cleanup. It seemed like a lot of cleanup injuries, like we talked about. A lot of things that you know, baseball players, especially when you've put that many years into the game, you know, going you know, back to, you know, high school, to college, to the minor leagues, and then you're putting 162 on them, I definitely think that you don't get to hear that a lot out of GMs. Yeah, and he mentioned, he said, don't blame a, or don't judge us on our opening day roster. Judge us at the end of the season. Um, For sure. Know, obviously, I mean, 
he's looking at the development of the team. He's looking to add verse, you know, via the the minors through development and promoting through within, and then trades, not just at the trade deadline, but earlier if he thinks he can pull off something that will help this club. Yeah, I think you look at the Pollock, AJ Pollock move. You know, you're supplementing, uh, you're 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 protecting. You know, the Kelnicks or Tramel, whoever wins that left field spot, it's going to be coming from the left-handed side, trying to avoid, and the same thing that Hollander is talking about, avoid the, it's okay for Kelnick or Tramel to go 0 for 8, 0 for 9 stretches. That happens in baseball, 0 for 10. But then you throw in a couple of hard lefties that you have to go up there and face. Now you're looking at 0 and 18. Now you're in your head. We've seen that with Kelnick. Uh, do I think the team's going to look the same? No, especially when you still have Flex and you still have Marco. You're possibly going down to this five-man rotation. You have these uh, you know, up-and-coming pitchers in the depth. Of, we're going to get a full season of Luis Castillo. It, yeah. You know, that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, Logan's going to be better. All our pitchers going to be better. And, you know, Houston's going to be uh, knocked down a rung. Yeah, and as well as Kirby's going to get a full season, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were talking about giving some of these players runways, going like, look what happened if we didn't give, you know, even Julio had a runway. There was a, there was a, there was a point. In, oh, here's Shelly. There is a sipper break here at Murphy's on 45th. The oldest operating Irish pub bar spirits place in all of Seattle. Isn't that correct, uh, Shelly? Oh, are you not getting on the mic after last episode? Are you scared of the microphone? Okay. Back to what we were saying, like the runways for the Cal Raleigh's, the Julio's. Julio could have easily, you could have easily championed for him to be sent back down being like it was too early. Uh, you know. I was not one of those. No, 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 no. But there was a lot of people going out there going like, hey, we got to move this guy we got to send this person down you know logan definitely the year before they brought him up had some rough patches but also gave him the runway to figure it out and that's what justin was talking about and and speaking of you know logan you know which is ninja's favorite pitcher on the team is he still your favorite pitcher on the team right now yeah uh yeah personally i mean personally but luis castillo He's probably a better pitcher than Logan right now. Okay, but, but I mean, personally, because of the the selfie you took, remember Tanya? Yeah. He took the selfie with Logan. That was his first major league win. Do you remember that down there? I do remember. Mm-hmm. I do. Yes, it's, yeah, it's, I asked his family to get out of the way so I could go take a picture with him. That a boy. There was no. an elbow. <laughs> I saw an elbow. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> Justin Hollander was asked. Is there a player outside of Julio that he's excited for that he thinks just going to turn the page big time? And he picked Logan. And he even said, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if you look up and one of the starters in the All-Star game is Logan Gilbert. And, and I kind of agree with that because, and I say this, because he was kind of on that trajectory until he ran into a rough patch in June. I couldn't agree with you more. Last year, the way he started out, he was looking like a, he could start the All-Star game, maybe Cy Young-like. He was incredible that first part of the year. Then he got a little fatigued or hit a little bump in the road, and he quite, wasn't quite that same player. There was some backlash from some of the fans, I noticed. But he's he's a heck of a pitcher. I, I, I'm really high on him. I'm with Ninja. He's a great pitcher. 
Yeah, especially when he grows his goatee, it seems like Walter brings it up to another level. I heard he had to shave that off for the wedding, uh, but maybe we'll see it back. Uh, back. Do you think he, Tanya? Do you think he should have shaved that? Was that a good move for the wedding picture? I think you got to go back to happy wife, happy life. He's just getting a head start, so I'm gonna say yeah. Smart move. Uh, but head, could head happy start. wife? Okay, for that. But maybe grow it back for the season because he's probably looking for a big contract extension. Happy wife, happy life there too. Well, yeah. So here's the thing: once he's married. You know, he's crossed that bridge. Now he can grow back back to business as usual. Yeah, and if he stops shaving things, she can stop shaving things, right? <laughs> that's a fair deal. <laughs> fair deal. I said, yeah, that's a fair deal. You stop shaving, I stop shaving. You stop shaving, I stop shaving. Okay, now we're getting into the demo. We have one. We got there needs three. to be more beards in the MLB. Like... Man, <laughs> who's the last great beard? There's you know, tons like, of them. What are you talking about? There's too many. Right now, I can't think of any. Like, There's a lot of bacteria going around. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand-name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. Big, uh, big move. The uh, the Mariners avoided arbitration with Dylan Moore, and they signed him for a three-year contract at a little almost nine million dollars. Correct? Yeah, it was eight point eight seven five. Tanya, what what are all the details on this? So basically, Moore, who hadn't yet agreed to terms on a 2023 contract, he's in his second year of arbitration eligibility, and he's now locked up for his final two arbitration years and one free agent season. Moore is recovering from off-season surgery on his core that had been nagging him since late August when he went on the 10-day injured list with a right oblique strain. He recently experienced a minor setback, but he should be ready for opening day. So with the Dylan Moore extension, Hanno, how do you feel about that? I mean, it kind of backs up that, hey, JP and Wong and maybe even Ty and Swire, all these guys are going to be able to maybe get off their feet now and then. Well, yeah. I mean, he, in my opinion, is the only super utility player on this Mariner club. And you don't have to waste an extra spot for another guy that Absolutely. plays it. Absolutely. You can play all over the infield, play in the outfield. He can, uh, you know, steal you a bag if, you know, let's say Cal Raleigh gets on late in innings and you need one run, get you, you know, get you in the second base, hopefully on the stolen base, even swipe third possibly, have somebody knock him in, um, and pinch running. I mean, he's he's a util super utility, like I said. Yeah, and I feel like you already got him. You know who he is. You're not giving up a ton of money. We're talking less than $3 million a year for what he does. It, it makes sense. Yeah, every team needs a player like him. Bold prediction, Dylan Moore makes the all-star team? That is bold. That is bold. That is bold. Just saying, they, may, they added the utility position to the all-star roster. Oh, I didn't know that. I think that might be just to add somebody at any position and go, he's utility. But that's got to go off of your hitting. So he's got to he's got to put the hitting. He could have a breakout season. He's he's he at that point in his career Anybody where could. he could have a breakout utility man season. You know, where he plays so many positions and he comes out and he hits. He just has an outstanding 
you know, start to the season. Yeah, it's a bold prediction. It's not supposed to be something easy. 